This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network. Wow. Three big votes. Three big votes. Today, douche Hall of Fame. And it's Hillary Clinton's vote, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yes. people are really into this right. because you can't, uh, if she were to win, she wouldn't be able to be inducted. So we have to do it today. Okay, so. The risk that she might win tomorrow. All right, so today, big induction ceremony, possibly, possibly. with the possibly. douche Hall of Fame. Uh, tomorrow, of course, is the election. And then Thursday, we are Wednesday, we vote again. And I'll tell you about that right now. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we have won. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glen. Tuesday, we vote. Tomorrow, we vote for President of the United States. But on Wednesday, we vote for us. We vote for America. We vote to define our future. What kind of future do we want? What kind of future will we create? I'm a big believer of as a man thinketh, as a man thinketh, he becomes. What we think we will become and create. I think I'm actually finally beginning to get it. I really do. I don't know how I would have done things over again if I had to do them with the same information from, you know, from the past. I, I think I would do it exactly the same way I did. It was the best I could do. However, Wednesday, we have a chance to do it all over again. And this time we have more information. For instance, it's not about the leader. It's not about the Republicans. It's not about the Democrats. I get that now. It's about us. And that's the good news, because what made America great in the first place was us. America is good. Some people in the press um, are saying that people like me created Donald Trump, which is absurd, like I had that much power. But I didn't. But neither did the Republicans. Neither did the right. Neither did the left. Neither did the Democrats. Neither did Barack Obama. Some on the right say that Barack Obama created Donald Trump. I think they're incorrect as well. We all together created the conditions that allowed a Donald Trump to flourish. And the same with Hillary Clinton. All of us. Those who stood or still stand cheering or defending those things that we know are wrong. And I'm going to add another group in. In fact, a much larger group. You know who else helped create? Those who remain silent the entire time. Do you know that only 18% of the American people of voting age actually vote for President of the United States? 
it's down to 18%. The silent have a ton to answer for. Same thing with Hillary Clinton. Left says, look what you conservatives have nominated. Yeah, yeah. Hey, progressives, hold on just a sec. Take a look at you nominated. And the right can't blame her for getting away with corruption. She's gotten away with corruption. The Democrats, the press. No, 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 no. Let me ask you this. Well, let me start here. A recent study conducted by members of the faith community showed that when it comes to corruption and the things that we do in our own life, Christians show no statistical deviation from those not claiming faith. In fact, those who claim that they have no faith in some areas have higher marks than Christians. So if we aren't living it, why should our politicians be expected to? I mean, this is our own life. In our own life, she's getting away with it. We, we celebrate cheating in taxes as a culture now. We celebrate Ashley Madison, for the love of gosh, the Ashley Madison, they were exposed and took all the, somebody broke in, took all of the addresses and the names, exposed all the people that were paying to cheat on their spouse, and they still are in business. We celebrate cheating. I want you to know, all of the things I warned about, extremism, civil unrest, monetary crisis, war, it's all coming. And I believe the average person can feel it. It's what they feel inside. It's not a prediction. It's a warning. And something is ringing in us saying, boy, tomorrow is really important and kind of scary. But let me point, it, well, let me point something out. All of these things aren't coming because of Barack Obama. They're not coming because of George W. Bush. They're not coming because Donald Trump wins or Hillary Clinton wins. It isn't coming because of Putin, Osama bin Laden, the Castro boys. It's because of the heading our mistakes and choices have set us on. We've failed by choosing a side over principles. Churchill said, Some men change their party for the sake of their principles. Others change their principles for the sake of their party. Which one are we? We failed the republic when we compromised what we knew to be true because if we didn't, we wouldn't get what we wanted. Now take this out of politics. This is true. The banks... Oh, the banks. Boy, the banks sure have ripped us off. Really? Let's, let's go with the banks here for a second. Was it the banks that failed us? Or the fact that what we wanted, we wanted so badly that we chose to believe that zero down, no interest, and no proof of income was sound banking. They didn't con us into that. We wanted to believe that. Because we wanted the stuff that loan would buy us. Let me take on the press here for a second. Has the press failed us? Sure. Sure. But why did they fail us? Let's take a look at what we've created to disrupt the press. 
Is Breitbart and Drudge right now any better than CNN, NBC, ABC? Are they any better? Better. Yeah, they might be much, much worse. In fact, I contend they are much, much worse. But it's on our side. And so the sites that we created and we support because the press is so lopsided, we tolerate because it helps us get what we want. If our side is winning, the ends justify the means. And let's not complain about the press because let's look at the press that we all now have because we're all publishers. You know that little thing on Facebook that says post? It should say publish. Because you're a publisher now. You can publish something for the world to see. Is your personal media, your social media, do you have higher standards than ABC and NBC? Do you have higher standards? Have you set a higher bar for truth and basic fairness? Or when you see something, a headline, you don't even bother to read the whole story, let alone check out if that story is from a legitimate source. Do you just post it? Are we posting, are we behaving in social medias, in social media, in ways that our mothers would be ashamed of? And before you answer that, you better check your mother's social media because we may have to go back to her mother to find some shame. We have changed as a people. And it is no longer about how we play the game, it's only about winning. That's what, this, that's what this whole election is about. It's not about win or lose. And we become so farcical that Moliere couldn't have come up with some of this stuff. In fact, we become so absurd that the writers at Saturday Night Live no longer even have to earn their money. Stenographers can just prepare Saturday Night Live by writing down what they hear in the news. That's it. The point is, it isn't about them, whoever you wish to assign them. And this is where we can find our hope. Because the only thing we have power over is us. Once we center ourselves and we come back together, directed by a polar star, a set of principles, then we, the people, can solve any problem. And we do it every time, and usually at the last hour. It wasn't Patton and Eisenhower or Churchill that saved the world from the evils of Hitler. It was the millions of people that we don't even know that fought on the beaches and, and worked overtime in the factories. It was every individual choosing for themselves to rise above the madness. And as a country and a people, we've done it time and time again. And in fact, as a parent, as a human, most likely you've done it time and time again. When you thought there was no way for you to go on, you got back up on your feet because you know tomorrow's going to be better. Life goes on. It's what I choose to make it. I deserve more than the misery that I'm in right now. We're better than this. The election happens on Tuesday. That one day and that one day only. Then the sun rises again and it's Wednesday where we're going to be faced with an even bigger choice. Right now, 
The polls say only 48% of the American people say they will stand with President Hillary if she's elected. And the number is much lower if it's Donald Trump. We, you know, we used to say something, yes, he can get elected, but he won't be able to govern. That used to matter. The coming together after the election and being able to govern. But it doesn't seem to matter anymore. It didn't in the primary. It's all about winning. In fact, uh, Donald Trump said something that I have to admit is true and I agree with. He said at one point, several times, you're going to get, with me, you're going to get so sick of winning. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. Who's ever going to get sick of winning? Well, I am. If this is what winning is, I'm sick of it already. I am deadly sick of it. I know that's not what he meant, but if winning means that half the country loses, well, that's what causes civil unrest and civil war. And don't get me wrong. Again, 48% say they'll accept Hillary. Less than that say they'll accept Donald Trump. It's both sides. It's all of us. But we do have another choice. May I ask, when did we start allowing the President of the United States to affect our lives so much? Nobody affected my, I mean, it didn't affect our parents' lives to the degree that this has. This has been all-consuming. Why did I allow myself to believe that if Obama won in 2012, the world would be over? country wouldn't make it to 2016. I believe that. And let me flip it around. Do you know how many people are that believed that if Romney won, life would not go on? The people on the left? Oh, my gosh. I would bet those people on the left that fought hard against Romney, that said he was the worst diabolical woman hater ever, those people who fought in 2012 against him would give their right arm for Mitt Romney right now. What we do tomorrow is really important. What we do on Wednesday will define us. And the world will be watching. So I can't tell you what I'm going to do or what you, could, you should do, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I believe that I have new information now. I've learned from the past mistakes and... I see Wednesday as a chance to not repeat the mistakes that we made with the battle under Bush and Gore and Bush and Kerry and Barack Obama and John McCain and Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. I've learned. So I'm going to spend the next four years taking the beam out of my own eye before I worry about anybody else. I am not going to say that either one of these two is going to be the death of us even though that's what I feel. But we're going to make it because we have each other. I am going to continue to speak up in defense of the principles that I believe in. I'll call out the leaders who fail to live up to those principles or even their own principles, but I'm going to clean out my own house first and I will stand with anyone who is honestly trying to do the same.
I'm not going to make it about him or her, the president. I'm not going to make it about us versus them. I will listen more. I will learn more. I will read more. I will reach out more. I'm going to spend the next four years kissing a thousand toads in in effort to find a single prince, one that actually is trying to do the same in his or her realm. May not find any, but I bet you we do. And when we do, together, we will change the world for good. And that brings me to this. I'm going to stop worrying about doing well. I'm just going to worry about doing good, come what may. Take to heart the meaning of the words, those who are willing to lose their life will gain their life. Turn the other cheek, don't strike back. Forgive 70 times 7. I would ask the same, but I will find a way to love people even if they don't do the same because I know people are in pain right now. People are frightened, people are angry, people are distrusting, and I get it. I am too. But I'm going to do my best not to add to the anger or the distrust. And what's more, I will try to heal the wounds even if new wounds are inflicted upon me by the person I'm trying to help. To me, on Wednesday, we have a chance to say, it doesn't matter where you've been. doesn't matter who you voted for in the past. It matters where you're headed. Words don't matter anymore. Show me the deeds, in, and that will tell me what you believe. Preach it all the time from the pulpit, brother. But I'm not going to join you until you get out of the pulpit and I see you living it at your toughest moment. That's what made America great. I've been called crazy a lot lately, but I'm going to start taking that as a compliment because I think everybody can see the world is upside down and everybody's gone insane. And if that society calls into question my mental state because I refuse to play this game another quarter, so be it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, so I'm going to do something entirely different. And I hope to gain different results. And if they want to call me crazy, that's fine. Maybe it's time all of us go just a little bit crazy. Now this. Major bank is being criminally charged with identity theft for creating an estimated 2 million unauthorized accounts using customer data. Have you seen the commercials from Wells Fargo on this? Hey, we had horses at one time. We're credible. No matter where you bank, you make sure you keep a close watch on your personal and financial data. When something like Wells Fargo can do this, that says a lot. Make sure you have LifeLock. If you're a LifeLock member, become a victim of identity theft. The U.S.-based team of LifeLock will resolve your case. Free credit monitoring can't do that. No one can protect against all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, You have the very best, and they're standing right next to you. Call 800-440-4936. Use promo code BECK at 10% off. 800-440-4936. LifeLock.com. 800-440-4936. We have one. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The 
Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Len Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. I will tell you that we are, Pat and Stu voted um, early. Uh, and the voter suppression here in uh, in Texas is pretty... It's unbelievable. It has to stop. Well, first of all, there's no drive-thru. Uh, or no drive-thru. You have to get out of... You have to park your car. You have to bring an ID. They, you have to prove who you are, that you're an American citizen. And you, it, the ID form is ridiculous. It's like a state-issued driver's license. Who has one of those? Right, and then you- Minorities can't drive, so they're not going to have one of those. There's no minority on the streets of uh, of the DFW area, and so they can't vote. No, wow. And I and they, hard. I went through this, Glenn. I walked in there. I didn't have my license in my hand. Yeah. I had to go into my pocket, inside my wallet, to remove it, oh and then gosh. sign my name. In addition, I'm not even going to vote now. No, you can't. No, I, I mean, I mean that voter suppression, man. That's keeping me away from the polls. It's too hard. How much? T- how many hoops do we have to jump through just to be able to vote? One. And it's too many. (laughs) many. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, We are going to give the polls, the latest poll numbers coming up in uh, just a second. Find out what's happening. We have to talk a little bit about uh, James Comey, who, uh, is he back to being a bad guy again now? Is he a good guy? I mean, this Um, is crazy. Yeah, for a Democrat, he was a, a really good guy, then a terrible guy, and now back to a really good guy. If you're a Republican, he was a really bad guy, then an incredibly brilliant, great guy, for nine days, now he's back to being a terrible guy again. Well, now he's rigged and corrupt. It's a rigged, corrupt system. Right. Where before... Where last week, it was... wasn't. It was working just fine. Working the way it should be working. Right. I mean, I, you know, they went through the... They had 650,000 emails, which again, you know, who knows? How can you do that? That's one email oh, per I, second. Don't get me started on that one. That's one Please. email per second. How did you go you. through them all? I beg of you not to get me started on that one. Uh, because 
every Trump surrogate came out, including Trump himself, by the way. You can't look through 650,000 emails mm-hmm. in uh, nine days. Let's just skip for a moment uh, every piece of advanced software that uh, the FBI has. Skip it. All right. If I were to come to you right now, Glenn, you mm-hmm. probably have in your listener account, mm-hmm. which you probably have a million emails in there. Easy. And I were to say, Glenn, how many emails are in your email box uh, about pizza? I'd say, I don't know. I don't have time to go through every single email. Right. Would you read a million individual emails looking for the word pizza? Or would you go to your search function on your email and type in pizza and see, with you probably, 447,000 emails are about pizza, and at least you'd narrow it down. So what? And then you'd say, I'd say, well, what about, I want it only from Domino's Pizza. Then you'd type in Domino's Pizza, and it would narrow it again. So wait, what are you saying that they were searching for? These documents are classified? No, I would assume, first of all, they were searching for Hillary Clinton's known email addresses and her close confidants. That would probably be where they would start. And it would go from 650,000 to 800, 1,000, 10,000. Remember, this is not her computer. This is not Hillary's computer. There are some emails that came from Hillary that got on this computer. But there's never any evidence that it was 650,000 emails from Hillary Clinton. Oh, my God. And then in, a mat, in, a, in addition to this, oh my gosh. now go to the FBI, mm. who has the ability. This is not like FBI-level uh, software. It is basic, every legal Uh, Every law firm has software like this, which is duplication software. So when you get a big batch of emails, you can run it through and uh, with a big batch or documents or whatever and run it through and compare it to another batch of emails or documents that you have to see how many of them are the same. And what they seem to have indicated is right immediately you're going to find out that almost all of them are ones you've already seen. Right. The point is, they're looking for some that. No, but it takes a second seen. to read every one. No, it doesn't. So they all came out. Bernard Carrick did it. Um, uh, um, uh, who was uh, Trump himself did it? There's two or three other. Uh, oh, uh, Flynn, uh, Gen- the general. Mm-hmm. Oh, they all came out. Oh, you can't do this. Impossible. I mean, it, basic logic would tell you, even if you don't know about duplication software or whatever advanced stuff the FBI does to do investigations, it's the FBI. But So they're not looking at each individual email. But even every normal human being that has an email account knows you are not going through and reading each individual email to find it. You are going to use search terms. You are going to use criteria to limit the amount that you have to go through. And then you're going to go look through those. It is completely plausible if most of these were duplicates, which by all indications they were, that they would be able to go through these emails in this amount of time. Well, you know what's amazing is, can I ask you a question? Why, why do you? Uh, why, why do you want her? To I don't it? want her. Thank she's you. terrible, and I'm sure she's done lots Somebody of things that are horrible. Seriously, but why the, do you want but, her to win? But it's just like the level of argument I can't take. Like, yes, did she do horrible things? Absolutely. I mean, Comey said it. He said anyone in her position should have known better to do than what she did. Right. This is someone we're supposed to be trusting with the biggest secrets in our government. She is completely unqualified for this job, and that's from Comey. But it's also from Comey that you're able to be to search through a bunch of emails and check if they're duplicates or not. That is not high level, difficult things, a difficult task for the FBI to accomplish. I, I just, well, I, you know, the, 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 the problem honestly. is, is again, again, uh, the problem is, is that the truth doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I saw a Donald Trump uh, rally this weekend where he talked about the president and said the president was making fun and yelling at a veteran. Which was, and I couldn't, 
I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, we got to play that audio. And he said in it, and I thought he's absolutely sure of it because he said, go check it. Go see, you have to see it for yourself. He was unhinged. Um, I did go and check it. He wasn't unhinged by any stretch of the imagination. It was the exact opposite of unhinged. Do you have that audio by any chance, Pat? Do, can we play it real quick? This is, this is remarkable that in the day and age where we have access to these things, the politicians are just accepting that you're never going to check it. You'll, you'll never check it. And so you just believe whatever they say. I mean, we are living in a fact-free world. Now, my guess is somebody told him that as he was walking on the stage. And he hadn't seen it, and he just did his, you know, grandiose yeah, kind of... Trumpified it. Trumpified it, and it became something that it wasn't. Here it is. Hey, I told you to be focused, and you're not focused right now. Well, he's talking Listen to the crowd. To I'm saying. Hold up. Because the crowd, I think, is yelling at the veteran. Yes. Hold up. Because the Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Everybody sit down and be quiet for a second. Everybody sit down and be quiet for a second. Now listen up. I'm serious. Listen up. You've got an older gentleman who is supporting his candidate. He he's not doing nothing. You don't have to worry about him. You should. This is what I mean about folks not being focused. First of all, first of all, we let, for, hold up. Hold up. Wow. First and of they all, won't. We live in a country that respects free speech. So, second of all, it looks like maybe he might have served in our military and we got to respect that. Third of all, he was elderly and we got to respect our elders. Fourth of all, don't boo. Oh. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong there. He did nothing wrong there. In fact, he did what every president, every, every politician should do and actually lead instead of feeding into the worst of the crowd. Right. He fed into the called best of the crowd and called them out. It What's remarkable bad. about this audio to me is look how long it took yeah, that's right. the President of the United States to say, stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop. To his, I mean, to his fans, mm. too. I mean, to his fans. And not only just his fans. Look, we're in a different, we're in a clearly different world. If, if, when I was growing up, if Ronald Reagan would have said to his crowd, if any president would have said to his crowd, Hold on. It would have stopped the crowd. We, we weren't buddies with the president. He wasn't a cheerleader. He was the president of the United States. There was gravitas to that. We should also probably point out that uh, I don't actually believe that he cares about Correct. his First Amendment rights or, no. uh, or respecting no, I, I mean, you, or, you or can, respecting you can, your elders. But the point is he's, do, he's doing this because he knows it's the right thing publicly to do. And he knows it's the right thing for the campaign to not just sit here and yell at it, – like, it's not good optics, as they would say uh, in politics. 
Um, so let me let me let me let me play this for you. Let me see. Let me see if could you play the Bill Maher thing from Friday? Did Bill Maher mean this? Listen to this. I know you're young and idealistic, so I've heard these young people on the news, and they say things like, "Well, Donald Trump, I don't like him, but Hillary, I can't vote for a liar." I mean, first of all, it's just apples and oranges, an orange. Um, but kids, I've been doing this for 23 years on TV. I've seen a lot. I know politics. This is different. I promise you this will not make your life better. And also, once fascists get power, they don't give it up. You've got President Trump for life. I know liberals made a big mistake because we attacked your boy Bush like he was the end of the world. And he wasn't. And Mitt Romney, we attacked that way. I gave Obama a million dollars to throw freighter Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney wouldn't have changed my life that much, or yours, no, absolutely or John McCain. They were honorable men who we disagreed with, and we should what? have kept it that way. So we cried wolf, wow. and that was wrong. We but this is real. Yeah. This is going to be way different. That's, incre- I mean, that's, that's incredible. Amazing. That's an amazing moment. That's incredible. And I have to say, finally, oh, wow. finally, Somebody else is trying to do the same thing. Yeah, well, he is. He did the, this weekend. What will he do next time? Probably no. Well, but that's what everybody life. says about me on the left. That's fine. What we'll watch him. We'll watch him stand with Abraham Lincoln said, "You stand with a man when they are right. Mm-hmm. You leave when they are wrong. I'll join any man while they are right." And what he's saying there is, "We cried wolf." We cried wolf. Mitt Romney would not have destroyed their life. Neither would John McCain. Neither would. Neither did George W. Bush. And they cried wolf. And I, I don't think, and, and maybe, maybe they knew it at the time. I, I didn't. I really did think that Barack Obama, and he has done a lot of damage to the nation. Mm-hmm. But we're still here. We're still here. We still made it. Didn't think that would happen. So fighting for Mitt Romney because, like, there was no tomorrow because, well, we won't survive. Well, we did. We did survive. And we made mistakes along the way because we said, now, he went on and said he's going to be a fascist. And once you have President Trump in there as a fascist, well, there is a chance that President Trump becomes a fascist. There is a chance that we become an oligarchy under Hillary Clinton. But I don't know if those are going to happen. I don't know if those are going to happen. That requires a series of events to happen that some of them are in our control, some of them are not. You know the fastest way to have a a fascist uh, dictator step into place? Is when the president himself can't control his own people. When his own people, where he can say, hey, stop, stop, that's an old man, and they don't stop. And look, now this is not his culture this is all, all of our culture look at how close look at how long it took the president the president to turn his own crowd from yelling at an old man who yes was holding a trump pence sign but doesn't he have a right to do that it the t- wednesday is the day we have to pull the real lever wednesday is the day that we really make our choice of who we are. And honestly, these guys are a reflection of us. They are. In corruption and in behavior, 
They both reflect the worst of us, but us. So are we going to start leading? Because we're not going to get leadership there. Are we going to start leading? When the people lead, the leaders will follow. But that's the choice we make on Wednesday. Our sponsor that we want to thank for making this program possible, My Patriot Supply. Unpredictable events occur, and we make it through. But you take the time to be prepared. You know, we talk about, um, uh, we talk about food supply as if it, it's going to take, you know, catastrophic economic meltdown, which I do believe is coming. But it could be just because you've fallen behind on the bills, because a big medical thing has happened in your life, because somebody in the family lost their job for a while, whatever. And then you're in trouble and you're behind and you're having a hard time making ends meet. If you have $997 right now, I am promising you that if you spend that with My Patriot Supply and get a, uh, a year's uh, worth of food, food for an entire year for one adult, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, for $2.73 a day, if you do this now, when trouble comes, you will have such um, light weight to carry on your shoulders. I promise you, you will thank yourself for doing this. Call 800-946-2325 or visit preparewithglenn.com. This is an unheard of offer that is exclusive to this program only. $997 for a year's worth of food. It lasts up to 25 years, tastes like homemade cooking. You can order now and sleep well, even in times of stress for your family. Call 800-946-2325, 800-946-2325, or go to preparewithglenn.com. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. We have a um, we have a guy who is running for the Senate. Stu, is that right? He's running for the Senate. No, running for yeah, the U.S. Senate in Louisiana. Uh, John Fleming. Uh, this is the uh, seat being vacated by David Bitter, um, and there's going to be an inevitable runoff on December 10th. Uh, that could be who controls the Senate. Um, John Fleming is the constitutionalist there. There's like 400 people running, including, what's his name, the racist... Uh, David Duke. David Duke. Specific um, these days. Yeah. This, he has been... Uh, John Fleming is a great, great candidate. He's currently in Congress, and he's running for the Senate. And he needs your support, and that is tomorrow. We have him coming up in just a second. Also, David Barton is going to be with us talking about some of the other races that are critically, critically important. Um, I think they're recalling, they're recalling judges uh, in one state, um, trying to get the judges, the, the Supreme Court judges recalled. And it's quite an interesting story because... 
The argument now is that we shouldn't be able to recall judges. We should never be able to take judges off the bench. That's what happened uh, in Washington, D.C., and look where that got us. These guys are not gods. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The next two days could fundamentally change America, for better or for worse. Our first change comes tomorrow. You have to vote. Even if you don't care how the presidential race turns out, there is tons on your ballot to concern yourself. Congressmen, senators, judges, local ballot initiatives. Make sure you have your say. We're going to get into those things coming up in just a second. Special note to Louisiana voters. Who controls the U.S. Senate may come down to you. And a congressional Republican who needs your support tomorrow. His name is John Fleming, and he joins us right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Congressman Fleming was a founding member of the Freedom Caucus. He helped force Boehner's resignation. He sponsored the resolution to impeach the IRS commissioner. In other words, he isn't in D.C. just to do a job. He actually tries to do the right thing and hold the people in his own party accountable Uh, He is now pushing against the leaders in his own Republican Party. It is like a 400-person race for the Senate. Uh, And this could be, this this could mean the balance of the Senate. Where does the Senate go? We may not know until December. Uh, This is the the one where David Duke is running in this race. And uh, he is currently battling for second place, John Fleming, taking the seat vacated by David Vitter. Welcome to the program, John. Well, thank you, Glenn. Great to be on with you. And, yes, it's quite a battle. And, uh, uh, again, this seat may determine the direction of the U.S. Senate, whether it's Republican or Democrat-controlled in December. You have been endorsed by Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, the Club for Growth, Freedom Works. Um, like I said, you, you were one of the founding members um, uh, of the... Um, uh, Freedom Caucus, and have been really one of the guys fighting. This should be an easy race for you. Tell me what is what's happening in this in this race. Why it's well, been so Louis- difficult? Well, Louisiana is a jungle primary state, which means that 24 people have actually uh, qualified to be in this race on November 8th. The top two vote getters go on to December 10th. But there are mainly five, Glenn. There's five active participants that, that really are competitive in this. Uh, three Republicans, including myself, and two Democrats. 
And where I'm different is I'm the one true conservative, somebody who's proven in Washington uh, that I'm, um, you know, not part of the club, not part of the insider group in Washington. So we have two liberal Democrats. We have a a rhino Republican who was a Democrat for 20 years before he switched parties because the state did. And then we have a Republican that's running against me who votes with Democrats. So, again, I'm the one true Republican who has stood up to leadership in both parties while in the House of Representatives. So how, where's your path to victory where it's splitting like this? Uh, it's, it's looking like I'm going to be in the runoff. I could be in the runoff against the rhino Republican, who, again, was a Democrat for many years, which he actually ran for Senate twice, once as a Democrat, once as a Republican. Um, he, he reminds me of Charlie Crist and others, uh, who switch parties back and forth as it benefits them politically. I, on the other hand, have always been a conservative Republican and always will be, and somebody who came out of uh, private life as a physician and a business owner to try to change Washington, not to ingrain myself into it. John, we need uh, another Mike Lee and another Ted Cruz um, in the Senate. Um, what uh, what is Make your best case on why the conservative constitutionalist needs to uh, be elected in the Senate, no matter who wins? Well, first of all, uh, I I believe that Mike Lee and Ted Cruz, just like me, believe that no justice or federal judge should be confirmed by the Senate unless they are conservative, unless they're 100 percent pro-life and 100 percent pro-gun and originalist constitutionalist. Otherwise, they don't get my vote. So we need more people to back up Mike Lee and Ted Cruz in that. Uh, And secondly, uh, we need to be, uh, you know, the power of the purse is the only real power Congress has at the present time. And we need to be uh, willing to wield that power, which our leadership in both the Senate and the House has been unwilling to do, capitulating continually to President Barack Obama. If Hillary is elected, do we really want another Senate and House to continue doing that? What's the point of even electing Republicans if we're just going to give up and give uh, Democrats their way? So, again, I want to join Mike Lee and Ted Cruz, both who have endorsed me, in fighting to stand up against and giving backbone to our leadership in both the House and the Senate so that we actually fight for our principles and our values as conservatives. Let me ask you this. I'm looking over your life. Um, You had to take care of your family after your mom became disabled. Your dad had passed away while you were in high school. You worked your way through college, medical school. You became a lieutenant in the U.S. Navy. You're now a doctor. You employ 500 Louisianas. You're a deacon um, in your church. You teach Sunday school. What the hell are you doing going to Washington, (laughs) D.C.? I sometimes ask myself that, Glenn. Glenn, I'm not, I haven't been in Washington, and I don't seek to go to Washington for myself. Everything that I love is back home in my hometown. Uh, but I do love my country uh, even more because I, I see it dissipating. I see us losing our freedoms. To me, Glenn, it's all about the American dream. I lived out my American dream coming through adversity, Uh, working my way through college and medical school, serving my nation in uniform, which I'm so proud of, and and achieving that one quintessential American dream, opening up my own small business and still employing 500 Louisianans. 
And I see that fading away for our future generations. So I'm fighting for the American dream. And if it means that I give up and sacrifice the things that I love so much, I'm willing to do it. Uh, but I have no interest in Washington other than fighting for everyday American people, especially everyday Louisianans. Will you get to Washington? Will you stop this nonsense about repeal and replace? We, we don't want a government program. We, we want to repeal and then repeal the laws that, um, that keep uh, the insurance companies from giving us favorable rates. Well, uh, precisely. I agree with you 100 percent, Glenn. Uh, we need to get government out of our health care system. Uh, the, the system can, can uh, operate itself through the private sector. It was doing fine before government got involved. The mm. same can be said of education and banking and investments. Uh, we need less government involvement. In fact, we need much less government involvement, and that's why we need to pull back the regulatory system that's actually writing the laws, and Congress stands by effectlessly trying to figure out how to stop what the bureaucracy in, where, is, is trying to do to us. Where do you stand on the Convention of States? Um, I, I think that it has some potential value. As long as we, uh, in putting that together, uh, we give very close restrictions. I worry that it could get out of hand and, and it could be co-opted by liberals. But on the other hand, I think if, it's, if it is controlled properly and we go after the important things that are valuable, uh, the, the principles that we conservatives hold true, I think it could be very successful. Um, John, I appreciate your, uh, your time. If people want to, uh, learn more about you, or I don't even know if you're taking contributions at this point or whatever, they just go to your website, which is, are you there, John? Do we have his website? We lost him. We lost him. All right. It's the best time to Bad bad time to Is FlemingForLA.com. FlemingForLA.com. Uh, his name is John Fleming running for the Senate in Louisiana. Let me go to uh, Peter in Illinois. Hello, Peter. Peter, are you there? We're having a problem with the phones. Peter, last chance. Are you there? Okay, I'm going to stop with the phones because we're not, we don't have a good record. We're not having a good record here. Um, Stu, uh, I saw yesterday um, in the news that it's the Senate is just too close to call. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's uh, a toss-up of all toss-ups here. Um, it looks like, you know, Rubio will probably be safe, but there's six, six maybe seven seats that are toss-ups uh, that could really go either way. Um, I think, if I remember correctly... Any chance we lose the Senate or the House? House is really difficult to lose. Um, if I remember correctly, and it's been a couple, uh, a week or two since I've looked at this, but... Republicans would have to lose, or Democrats have to win all their lean Democrat seats. They would have to win all of the toss-up seats and pick off a few of the lean Republican seats. My guess is, and it seems to be the opinion of of the experts on this that watch these individual races, that that only happens in a real landslide environment. You know, Hillary wins by eight, nine points. Something like that could happen if it if it's the is polls. Is anybody are, predicting that anymore? Uh, uh, I know the markets bounced back uh, last yeah, night. Markets the- uh, bounced back a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, well, let me give you this uh, point of reference. And this is if you're worried about a, a, a blowout, this could stoke your fears a little bit. Uh, Thank th- you for that. Well, I mean, I'm, what I need is more stress. I'm just trying to give you the numbers. 2004, 
Uh, George Bush had a 55% chance, according to betting markets, to win. And obviously he won. 2012, um, and Bush won in a fairly close election. 2012, uh, Obama had a 65% chance to win, according to betting markets. Now, he won by 3.9%, I think. Um, 2008, uh, Obama led McCain and had a 90% chance of winning. 90% in 2008. In the betting markets. In the betting markets. Um, Currently, right now, Hillary actually is ahead of where Obama was. Uh, In 08. In 08. So probably 91, 90, eh, about 91, 92%. Um, now, is she really? Yeah. Well, now I has that changed since uh, the Comey announcement? Yeah, it it brought came down a little bit and has gone uh, back up uh, now. Again, like you know, we talked uh, about this. Morning. Obviously, this is the Comey thing is you know the greatest gift of of election history, right? Like to a candidate. The question is, did Donald Trump have enough built in negatives? Would he further screw it up to to not be able to fully take advantage of this? Now, we, there is kind of the curveball in that Comey came out today. And or yesterday and and said, look, uh, you know, we didn't find anything in these emails. However, there's already a significant amount of damage has been done. Polls have reflected that. Um, And the question is not to mention millions of votes were cast in that environment. In that in that nine day period, you're talking about probably 20 million votes were cast. Um, So (laughs) there is a huge amount of people who were affected by that. And I think most people. While it is true, Comey came out and said, hey, no, there's nothing there. I think most people were are skeptical enough of Hillary Clinton's uh, corruption to price it, price that in fairly. Right. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I think most people realize I don't think most people think, oh, well, Hillary Clinton's fine. I think most people look at this and say she's she's corrupt. They're going to find probably 20 stashes of other emails mm-hmm. after she gets elected or doesn't that, the, that are going to be pertinent here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people have priced that in. The question is, can Trump take advantage of it? Right now, it doesn't really look like he is. The polling is stalled in a three or four point Hillary Clinton advantage at the moment. Um, But, I mean, the moment is here. Yeah, the question is, though, are there hidden Trump supporters, people who say, I won't vote for him, who are going to vote for him? Or people who say, I'm not going to vote for Hillary, but will vote for Hillary. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I have no idea. I can give you two pieces of evidence on this, and they're Mm -hmm. conflicting, and I think really interesting. Bad news, good news first, if you're a Trump supporter. Which one do you want? Uh, give me the bad news first. Okay, bad news first, if you're a Trump supporter, is Nevada. Nevada is a state he was pretty competitive in the polling and continues to be competitive in the polling. But listen to this. This is from John Ralston, who's a, a guy who analyzes these elections, a journalist in, in Nevada. Um, uh, the Early voting. The uh, Republicans uh, had a 73,000 ballot deficit to Democrats in just Clark County, which is the big one. Um, in 2012, it was 71,000. So they've increased the margin uh, for Democrats in Clark County. President Obama, remember, won Nevada by seven. It was not close in 2012. Um, Democrats have uh, leads in other counties that they didn't have leads in before. We all know this could be different. Here's what he writes, though. Remember, w- with all this information, about two-thirds of the votes in Nevada have already been cast if the past is prologue. So unless the GOP can juice turnout to record levels on election day, especially in the rurals where Trump will win bigly, as he says, and, will, and win Tuesday by a huge margin, the Democrats won election day in 2012. So we'd have to reverse that and make a huge margin. Plus, an unusual number of Democrats voting for Trump, which is possible, but there's no polling that actually reflects that. 
And Trump has to win independent voters by more than 20 points. Wow. Um, again, the polling seems to show he's losing independence in Nevada. So there is a lot stacked against him. And the, and the issue here is, of course, these votes have already been cast. So that's already in the bank. Now, on the other side, so Nevada looks really bad for him as far as really vote. On the other side is the uh, Donald Trump dream situation that seems to be developing in North Carolina, where, again, this polling has been close. Hillary is winning most of the polls. However, early vote really looks good for him there. Um, in, in, as compared to 2012, Democrats had a 1.2% lower early vote than 2012. That's really surprising. Republicans were up 14.5%. And here's the dream situation, because 14.5% is, is one thing. Unaffiliated voters increased 42.2%. Holy cow. Now, if those unaffiliated voters are those Trump, hidden Trump votes, there's some evidence that if it's them, you've got a big turnout there. If you go deeper into the numbers, you find, um, uh, and this is according to the Early Vote Project, which has really been analyzing these, these votes, um, there is no gender gap, really, in the increase of voters. But African-American votes in North Carolina, which would be the key to the Clinton win there, mm -hmm. down 8.7% from 2012. Whites up 18.6%. That's Donald um, Trump's people. Yeah. And then other races are increasing percentage-wise, but don't even wipe out the lower number of African-American votes. So those things will add up to, look to me, really good early vote numbers uh, for North, in North Carolina for Trump, really bad in, in Nevada. Now this. Repossessions of autos in the U.S. hit 1.6 million in 2015. That's, a, that's the third highest level on record. The number is predicted to rise to 1.7 this coming year. Cars are selling, but people are having a tough time paying for them. Things are going to get worse. They just are, and it's not going to be a consequence of either of these presidents. I mean, they may add to the fuel, but it is because of the choices that we have made throughout the years, starting 20 years ago at least. I want you to consider spreading your risk out because, um, where is it? Uh, there's a story today I want to hit about what the Fed is going to have to uh, pay for this time. Uh, and this time, I mean, it's, it's an amazing story. I can't find it now. I'll do it a little later on the program. But the Fed is, is looking at a doomsday scenario if we hit a recession. Well, we're going to hit a recession. And the things that they have to consider as reasonable now are insane, Please consider gold or silver now. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Read their risk information. Find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Doc is uh, going to come in for a second, talk a little bit about um, what he sees happening this week. Doc does a morning show um, on uh, the Blaze Radio Network and um, has his finger uh, on the pulse of what Americans are feeling right now. Interested to hear what he thinks is going to happen. 
Uh, any any updates? I know you're going to do election by the numbers next hour, but any updates, Stu, that you can give us now? That uh, have you settled into what you think is going to happen, or or not? Uh, well, I mean, really, the polling is kind of over, right? I mean, yeah, no, this know, is there's it. going to be a few more that are released, but generally speaking, they're all going to be everyone's releasing their final poll, um, and most of them are in the general vicinity of a, a small Hillary Clinton lead. Uh, you know, you go back and you look at past elections, and Mitt Rom- it, the leads are bigger than, for example, Romney was behind by one in most of these polls, and we're seeing Hillary Clinton up by three, four, five. But you know, there's it's within. If you remember, uh, uh, Romney won, but was uh, down by one in the polls, and wound up losing by three point nine. So just use that as a baseline. That was a two point nine percent difference. Then, uh, but it could go the other way too. Exactly. So if it goes the other way, you're looking at a really tight election. If it goes the way of Hillary Clinton, you're looking at McCain-Obama, uh, sort of a blowout scenario. So there is, there's a chance of both of those happening. It's, it's, it really depends on, on who turns out yeah. tomorrow, who turns out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No matter how you vote, please go out and vote. Lots of things on the ballot that you need to be aware of. We'll give some of those to you coming up in just a minute. Also, David Barton is going to be our special guest next hour. Stay with us. you get these just at the grocery store at the you know, 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven. Uh, the little, uh, uh, little pens that are also boxers and you push. One looks like Trump, one looks like uh, Hillary. Don't touch the hair. <laughs> you are all predators. <laughs> I'm gonna build a wall. Make America whole again. Make America great again. Vladimir Shmadimir. <laughs> My IQ is huge. <laughs> Check out my super pack. Never forget 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are good. But your words are actually her. spoken. So yes, that's, <laughs> that's great. Hysterical. Better than the actual debates, I will say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doc Thompson is here from uh, the radio show and Doc Thompson radio morning program on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm-hmm. What is your prediction for tomorrow? Hillary by three or four, solid enough where there's not a, way. we need a recount. It's under a point, but not a landslide. I say 90% chance she's your president and probably a 30% chance that Tim Kaine's going to be your president. <laughs> Within that first term, there's I've a... said that for a long time. A vote for Hillary <clears throat> is a vote for Tim Kaine. If, <laughs> Tim, you, have, Tim Kaine, if yeah. you haven't done your research on Tim Kaine, yeah, it doesn't get better. much better. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Pretty bad. So uh, better than Hillary? No. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I will possibly, not accept that on, from anyone. Okay, hang on, hang on. Possibly less corruption. We just don't know. But attitudes, ideas, and what he hopes to do, his agenda, exactly the same. Yeah, okay. It's the same. All right. Yeah, possibly less corruption. Right. I just think we need more research. 
<laughs> I mean, the guy ran the DNC. You imagine? You, know? you imagine having after all of this having a a president for the next three and a half years that none of us know anything about? After all of this, yeah. You remember he was one of the first people to come out and support Barack Obama in 2008. And the speculation was that he was going to be his VP pick. And from the people I know in Virginia say that that was likely going to happen, except people said, wait a minute, you're a young vice pre- or a young presidential candidate. We need somebody statesmanlike, a senior. Because remember, you used to have the, the senior looking president and the young guy just in case, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of flipped. So they went out and got Biden for that then. So then he ends up DNC. This guy's connected across the board. I'd like to see two 12-year-olds run next time. <laughs> I think they'd be more statesmanlike than, you know. Good people don't go into government. That's right. That's why we can't have. That's why we don't have nice things, kids. That's why we don't have nice <laughs> things. What is the, uh, um, what is the, uh, uh, what's going to happen on Wednesday? I mean, you keep avoiding the big vote, which, of course, today on Pat and Stu, Thank you. does Hillary Clinton get voted into the Douche Hall of Fame? And that's really the one I think most people are talking about. But if you want to bury the lead a little bit, we can talk about, uh, you know, the country. Is Donald Trump in the Douche Hall of Fame? He's the, oh, grand, yeah. he's he's the grand nozzle. The nozzle of it. Uh, yeah. What do you have to do to be the grand nozzle? You have to be voted 95%, and he was, into, into the, the douche. douche Hall of Fame. He was at 99%. Wow. And then... And then you get the extraordinary honor of then also having to... A special vote. We get a special vote uh, on who the Grand Nozzle should be, and that's also a 95% requirement. Yeah. Um, which is pretty amazing. What uh, are the duty, duties of the Grand Nozzle? <laughs> you're the top of the heap of the douche all of fame. Yeah, you're, you're kind of like the public spokesperson. I mean, he, was, he replaced Jesse Ventura, who was the oh, wow, that's uh, Grand oh, yeah. Nozzle. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is you know, quite an honor. Yeah. Um, What's the margin of error on that voting? Is there... Uh, well, you have a margin of error. Uh, there is no margin no. of error. There, no, there are no <laughs> errors. In error, you're thing. in or you're out. Okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be interesting. And we've never had a 100 percent vote in our history. No, I, I say that since you promoted this mm-hmm. today, that it happens today on the Pat and Stu show, there will still not be 100 percent. It's very possible. There's always there's got to be somebody out there who's like, right. I'm going to be the one that's. Well, there's purists. There's always purists in Hall of Fame mm-hmm. voting, as you know. Glenn. Well, I mean, actually, you don't. Uh, know honestly, <laughs> hang on just a second. How does someone? You're a purist. What are you waiting for in the douche Hall of Fame? Well, if Hillary Clinton. Well, the, the, the purest thing is like this happens in the Baseball Hall of Fame a lot. You never get unanimous. Nobody's um, no one nobody's gets voted really unanimously. Because the people like the idea that no one has ever been a unanimous, uh, you know, entry into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, so people will kind of cast a vote, even though they know they're going to get in there on the second ballot or they know they're going to cross the threshold of actually entering. They'll vote no to keep that tradition going. We think there could be some of that going on in the Douche Hall of Fame because, look, I mean, you know, look, Donald Trump, when we did this, I, when did we vote him in? He was still in the primary, right? So there, yes. there was a lot of people who really were not happy with him at that point. I don't know if you'd even get in now. It would be interesting to see. Um, but you know, people, we've had Al Gore is in there, you know, we're talking real people. Anthony Weiner is in the douche hall of fame. Well, None of them Even were he got 99%. I think I mean, there are also, there might be a smart aleck who just says, nah, right. it's not going to happen. I'd like to know. I'm, I'm I'd like no. that person to identify themselves. I'd too. like to do an interview <laughs> on what does that person 
think is douchey enough <laughs> to get into the douche hall. Get into the douche hall of fame. Yeah, if Anthony Weiner doesn't do it. I think it's a purist. I think it is. A purist of what? People just they already know you're going to get in. People under respect the institution. <laughs> and, you know, they feel... It is, quite honestly, the most respected institution in America today. I think it that's is. true. That is, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, also, if Hillary were to get in today, uh, where we'll have uh, the first ever presidential election, douche on douche. Mm-hmm. It would be huge. So, wait a minute. So you can't be in the douche hall of fame if you're president? If, if you're, you're president. sitting president. Sitting That's president. why Obama's not in. Rules are we rules. Believe, we already have a scheduled vote for the day of inauguration or the day January after. January 21st? Um, yeah, to, to, uh, to vote in Barack Obama into the douche hall of fame if the, if the voters if the people vote well, we, we honestly thought that he might be the first to hit 100%. So Hillary's... She's got a lot of pressure. Yeah, she does. Who's the lowest, the least douchey-ish? Well, the 95 percenters. There yeah. certainly yeah. has been over the years. Oh, so I, you're going for the easy. I think Michael Bloomberg was 95 percent, wasn't he? In fact, we were kind of surprised he got in on first ballot because you, you got to be quite a douche to make it first ballot. How many? How many? How many ballots do you get? <laughs> well, as many as we as many as it takes to get you in. As many as it takes to get you in. I don't know. We've only, what happens between the ballots? Spe- the special, tell us more about that person. Special <laughs> emergency induction of John Roberts. Because, oh yeah, because of Obamacare, <laughs> right. he was, that was ninety five percent. I remember that happened the day of. Oh, that was yeah, infuriating. That, yeah, that was ninety five percent. So you know, I mean, he, but, but there's only you been know I what think... that was though. If you took that now, I think that number would be different because that number was people still kind of believed he had some grand plan, right? That he was enacting. Yeah, there may be something else. Yeah, coming, yeah. yeah. No, there's actually only a couple of ninety five percenters. Yeah, most people are able to squeak in. I will say that uh, I, there was one or two people. I think it might have been Ed Schultz. That actually failed on his first ballot and didn't get to ninety five percent. But then was, we we did ballot that's simply because later. they didn't know who. And then, and then, right. and then the he then he hit the ninety nine percent. Yeah, that's a relevance. Yeah, Je- Jesse Ventura, who had, uh, inducted as the grand nozzle before uh, Donald Trump, was a ninety five percenter in his original vote. And I think wow. see the thing with Ventura was I think he was. I think we inducted him for other reasons yeah, before he started Kyle. going after Chris Kyle. Right. It, it, it was the Chris Kyle thing that got him to the level of being mm. the grand nozzle of the douche. Yes, mm. yes, that's um, correct. So, I mean, that's a that's a you know you have to do something to really get that uh, title. I think Harry Reid was uh, was oh. grand nozzle please, of the douche please, hall of fame. Please. Yes, he was. He was Governor Ventura. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. Governor, no, no, I will not back up to say you know because no. you call everybody else by their former title, but you don't call him governor. I, I just said Harry Reid. He's still a senator. <laughs> <laughs> and you could call him by his title, douche. douche yes, yes. 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 Um, yes, will you continue to call him like Well, I, I should douche, I should be more formal. Class. Former grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame, okay. Jesse Ventura. Thank you. Okay. So um uh what do you think what do you think happens to us on Wednesday, Doc? I I just can't believe that there's gonna be rioting on either side or anything like that. But I think there's some other wow factor coming, and I don't know if it's it seems unlikely at this point we'd have another 2000 Bush Gore recount type thing. But Why? does one of them not get to 270? Is that a possibility? I mean, there's a pathway that. How likely is that now? I don't think so. Uh, I actually, and look at that. I've seen some polls with Hillary running away with it. Yeah. Um, but something else is coming. Some other wow factor. Hillary gets indicted before she gets sworn in after the Tim Kaine factor. Um, I think there's another significant shoot to drop. 538 believes it's, it's uh, a 1% chance we have uh, less than 270 for both. I mean, that would, you know, it's incredibly unlikely. Really, the only plausible thing is a very small, like two, you know, 
272 type victory uh, for Trump, which he doesn't get to 272 because McMullen pulls off uh, Utah, which would make it 266. However, if, if you're thinking about voting for Utah and you're worried about that scenario, the only, it is a 99% chance that would follow that would go to the House and Donald Trump would be the president anyway. So really, that is that scenario, which people keep saying, oh, I can't believe that. What if McMullen takes Utah and it costs Trump to win? It's actually a really positive scenario for Donald Trump, because if that happens, it means that Donald Trump is competitive enough to get to 268 or 266 electoral votes, which is almost definitely enough for him to become president. Because it will go to the House and the way that is structured, we don't have to go through all the details, but the Republicans going to win that with the exception of Donald Trump actually starts shooting people on Fifth Avenue and they would have a chance to pull it away from him as an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's almost zero chance of it happening. And even if he still shot people, I think it's probably likely that they would put him in anyway. Uh, (laughs) Just because what what, what standards do they have? He's still better than Hillary. Right, exactly. Um, But so that might happen anyway, though McMullen would have a chance in that type of scenario. I mean, if, you know, no. if a murder tape came out of Donald Trump, yes. potentially, yes. but at least you'd have an insurance policy, which makes sense. You should go, if you believe Evan McMullen would be a better president, it's do worth think, doing. Does anybody think that the people who are mad today and vowing that they'll never come together, that sometime in the next few weeks, they actually do calm down and they're like, okay, all right. Some yes, some no. Some still won't. Some will carry this forever. Trump was their shot. He was the outsider, so they perceive and... He was the one, and they'll carry it forever. But those people will be dead in the next 20 years. Because yeah. it's a lot of older people. I mean, seriously, it yeah. really is. They see this as their shot to finally stick it to D.C., and they don't care. It's burn it down, and we don't care what comes after. He was the outsider who spent his whole life paying to be on the inside. <clears throat> yeah, paying right. Hillary Clinton, paying Anthony Weiner, donating money to all of these candidates so that he could gain whatever favors he wanted from as an insider. I mean... It's the only it's the time that I've never. Theory. It's the only time that I've never been able to make the case for either side. I I could say I could. You give me any topic, and I could make the case that Hillary Clinton is the worst person possible. Okay. For the job, mm-hmm. and then you give me the same topic, and I could make the case that Donald Trump is the worst person possible, <laughs> and both of them would be credible. I've got. Yeah. I've got the one, the one possibility. It's still, Donald Trump is still the lottery ticket. There is a possibility he will do less bad things. That's the possibility. I hear that a lot. I, I, mm-hmm. No, I mean, it'd be, Hillary, you know what she's going to do. I any evidence of that, but there's... I mean, be, because you don't... Anything, right? Uh, yeah. right? He hasn't been in those situations. He hasn't been in office, whatever. And I think that's what people are clinging to. They're, they're saying, okay, maybe yeah, there, he's a He's an empty vessel of their hopes. Right, exactly. Yes. And, and I understand that. I also I understand too. how he, he got to where he is. I mean, I agree with some of the stuff he says. I just sure. don't think he'll necessarily do it. I have no evidence, so I can't personally vote for him. So I'm not critical of the people who have said, I right. can't do it because of Hillary. Correct. Mm-hmm. I get. Yeah, I get yeah, you, people. Correct. Correct. People are on the bandwagon early on that love him. I don't get. I don't understand. I don't get. I mean, if you were there a year ago, August. No, I don't. I, I don't when we had seventeen or eighteen people up there, I don't understand that. But if you came, you know, towards the end of the primaries sure. and you were like, "Oh, look, he's my guy. He's going to put Hillary in his place," and I believe him that he is going to, you know, get a lot of blacks voting for him, and you'd be surprised at the numbers. Well, I am surprised somewhat at a mm-hmm. one percent uh, of the minority vote but well, and you know who cares at this point i guess we're, we're a day away from this yeah. but it's like 
these arguments where people, because I hear this all the time, Shriga calls all the time, Doc, where it's people saying like, well, you know, at least Donald Trump has a chance to be a good president. And, and maybe he does. Who knows? I mean, anything can happen. But it, these arguments make sense for Gary Johnson or Evan McMullen or somebody else like that. We know more about Donald Trump than almost anyone in public life. The man yes. has a 40 year record that has been examined over and over. I mean, he Under has more yeah. on, yeah, or, yeah, at least a 30 some odd year record. He has a record that is almost has more depth to it than almost anyone else in public life. We know who this guy is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he so came to our attention that. during the Reagan administration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else has forever. weathered that long? Right. So, I mean, he is on record. Anyway, and the other thing about him, which is great with Trump, is he likes to talk. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, go to blaze.com slash the feed for the douche hall of fame votes today. Simply safe home security. I'm glad you got that last. Again, I just, you were about to go to commercials. Just want Hillary like, Clinton in, in as that grand nozzle, don't I you? really want her to win. Um, simply safe home security protects millions of Americans. To help keep you safe, they are improving their service. And now they have their new simply safe security camera. The camera connects to the sensors. Of your alarm system, excuse me, anytime your system detects something, anything moving, it records. Somebody comes home, you get a recording. Someone tries to open a window, you get a recording. You'll see everything that happens at home. Somebody tries to break in, you, it, it will call the police automatically. It will take the video and the police will be able to watch it. You give it to them as evidence. Check out Simply Safe's new camera today at simplysafebeck.com. You want camera for your security at your home? It's a great idea and it's simple with simplysafebeck.com. Go there now, simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. Tomorrow we're going to be um, going through the election coverage with you, like giving birth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're at the end. I don't know what uh, I don't know what we're giving birth to yet, but there'll be a lot of screaming and gnashing of teeth and accusations and uh, never touch me again kind of stuff. Maybe some blood. Yeah, maybe some blood. Uh, that's tomorrow night on the Blaze. What time do we start? Do you know? Seven Eastern. Seven Eastern time. Blaze TV. Blaze Radio starts at uh, 7, 7 Eastern as well. As well. Yep, we'll be uh, doing that. It's on theblaze.com slash radio. I'll be anchoring it with Robin Walensky. And we'll have people at uh, various campaign headquarters. We have even a country. surprise. Uh, uh, we have a surprise evening. one. We have a surprise uh, tomorrow evening <laughs> that you don't want to miss. Um, so join us tomorrow only on The Blaze. Election night coverage like you will not find anywhere else. Keep us on your uh, iPhone or your app, or you can watch us on television. But make sure you join us tomorrow as we experience birth together. Tomorrow night, only on The Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program.
America, and welcome to the program. Tomorrow is election day. Lots of things on the ballot that you need to be aware of. More than who's president and who is, uh, who's going to go to the Senate and the House. A lot more. We'll bring you up to speed on some of those really important issues coming up in a second. But first, we look at the election. Probably the last time for the polls. As election day is tomorrow, let's find the latest. The Electoral College, the latest polls, the latest on the House and the Senate. We begin right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Tomorrow, uh, we are one day away from the fundamental transformation of America. Welcome to it. Don't know which way transforms us good, which one transforms us bad. It, I, I think personally, it is going to be up to us on Wednesday and how we react to the news uh, and if we pull back together, no matter who wins, if we can pull back together or not. I'm just ready to get you. Turn yeah, your I'm microphone on there, uh, champ. No. Okay. Um, we're going to go to election with the uh, numbers here uh, with um, uh, with Stu. Stu, what do we what do we have? Anything new? I mean, let's go over where we are. Uh, here, everyone's releasing their final polls uh, today and and over the next uh, you know the last forty eight hours. Uh, ABC News, Washington Post has Clinton up four, 47-43. Um, uh, we've got Fox News has Clinton up four, 48-44. CBS New York Times has Clinton up four, 45-41. NBC News, Wall Street Journal has Clinton up four, 44-40. Uh, um, Selzer and Company has it at 44-41. Uh, that is a three-point three lead for Clinton. So pretty much everybody is at four. Yeah, there's some exceptions. Uh, Marist has a, a, a Clinton plus one. Um, rating, 44 to 43. Um, Lucid has it at 45-40, Clinton. Um, now, some of the uh, more friendly to... There's, a, of course, IBD, which is Investors Business Dailies, had Trump up for most of the time they've been running their poll. They still have Trump up by two. Um, the LA Times still has Trump up, um, which I don't have in front of me, but the, he's up by five or six in the LA Times poll. He's been leading that one pretty much from the beginning, uh, with very minor exceptions to that. Uh, and the ra- most recent Rasmussen one I don't have in front of me. Uh, let's see. Rasmussen has him, uh, Clinton up two right now. Um, so Trump has led that poll pretty consistently. But this, it, is, this is not as close as Mitt Romney was. Yeah, the uh, average poll for Mitt Romney was, I think, 1.1 points uh, Romney was behind. Romney's issues were really developed in the state polling where it was difficult to find a path for him to get there. Even though he was Which told, unless is better than the path polling here, right? With Donald Trump, uh, how, how do you mean? Um, uh, Isn't it wasn't Mitt Romney's path m- much easier than Donald Trump's is? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the issue with with Romney is you needed a systemic sort of polling bias uh, towards Barack Obama for Romney to have pulled that out. He had a chance, and it was you know fairly close, but you needed something where all polls were missing to the same side for some weird reason, okay? It's absolutely what you need here, too. Um, it's possible that, you know, the, there are errors in polling, and sometimes they miss the same way. 
it, the Romney example, um, where he had a 1.1 average sort of margin leading into the election and wound up winning by uh, 3.9. Obama won by 3.9. So that was a about a three-point swing towards Obama. If that same thing happens but in favor of Trump, he's got a good chance of winning it. Now, if, he, if, he, if he's in an environment where he's losing by three or four points and that's real, he's going to lose the election. I mean, because you're going to see that reflected in places like North Carolina um, and, uh, I mean, you know, uh, um, um, you know, Pennsylvania, he won't really be competitive. He'll lose by six or seven there. And you'll see those things sort of early. I think he'll get that vibe early. North Carolina is going to be the most obvious one because if he loses, if Donald Trump loses North Carolina, he will not be president. He absolutely has to win it. He's going to win it. You think he's going to win North he's Carolina? He's going to win North Carolina. I mean, we went over the early voting totals. If you missed that from last hour, they look really good in North Carolina. Yeah, he's going to win. Sometimes it. there are errors. It's hard to predict with early voting. But if there's the any error in voting uh, or in polling, I think it's going to go in favor of Donald Trump at the election booth, at the voting booth. I think that if anything is wrong in these polls, it's that they have somehow or another missed the invisible vote. Donald Trump and that now that is never played we've said that since the beginning oh. in the primary and that has never been the case now even in the primary where he was winning it was not invisible vote showing up correct it was show, reflected perfectly in the polls in fact at some you know I mean he was the favorite pretty much the entire time what the what the polls said the analysis that said he wouldn't win was outside of what the polls were saying saying well he'll eventually fall apart he'll eventually say something that will make him collapse and that never actually happened but the polls showed him and polls are right the but the polls did show that he had bigger victories than predicted. The, the polls at times, and this isn't uniform across the primary, but at times showed that he was going to win by more than he wound up winning by. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No. Uh, he, he underperformed his polls throughout the primaries. Mm. Um, but that does, not ref- that does not mean that's going to happen here. That's performance. Uh, right. And again, the issue, though, with those polls that showed him winning and were correct also showed him losing to Hillary Clinton in a general election. A lot of stuff has happened since then, but that fact has not really changed throughout the election with, with, the, you know, with a couple of you know, minor exceptions where um, right, before, right after the Republican um, convention, he got the convention bounce, which moved him to about even. But that's the thing with Trump's case, is he needs the bounce to bring him to even, where her sort of natural state of this polling is already winning. So she needs to just not screw this up. I think I, the, the FBI thing does change that calculus a little bit, but that's the state of that race. I saw a poll uh, this weekend. 48% of Americans will accept Hillary Clinton on Wednesday as president. Only 48%. But it was in the 30s for Donald Trump. And that tells me that, um, that where are the independents? You know, you, you got to get to the Republicans and the independents. For as, as one commentator said this weekend, it is everyone would be talking about Hillary Clinton's historic lows in scores, in favorables, if it wasn't that Donald Trump was even lower. I mean, they're just both so universally unliked. You, you got to remember. Your mic is not working. Is not. I don't know why it's not on. It might be a really. Jeffy, give me your mic real quick. Give me his mic. Or talking to Jeffy's boobs. You, you got to remember the intangible this election is the people out there who have been trained that the worst thing you can be is perceived, if it's, even if it's not real, to be a racist. 
That's that's the intangible, Glenn. We've taught entire generations that the worst thing I out there is to be that, perceived as a race. No, I think that that is going to actually backfire. I think that that is the fuel behind Donald Trump. They're tired of everything being about race, everything being about, you know, the rich versus the poor and uh, politically correct. And I, I just think that that's, that's the fuel of his fire. Now, you know, which is... which. Which shows up at the poll? I don't know. See, I think that was the case five, ten years ago. I would say absolutely right. I, I think you're spot on. I just think your timing's off on it. I, I think there are a lot of people that are tired, and they're the ones supporting Trump in that. But I think there's more people out there that just believe that being bad, not, excuse me, being mean is the worst thing you can be. And they perceive him as mean. I think that's where we are. I, I don't feel that way. I'm tired of the political correctness. There's a lot of and the millennials, they'll learn about political correctness in a few years. I just don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're voting. <clears throat> I mean, maybe I not. Think no. This is going to be a historic low for, for I believe millennials. That. And that's, you know, probably bad for Hillary. I mean, because if Hillary does not turn out for the young vote and the black vote, which she's having problems with both of those areas, the only thing that's hel- saving her is the Latino vote. Did you see her? Did you see when she actually asked a millennial to come up on stage and introduce her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have that, Pat? This millennial gets up and was a Bernie supporter and introduces her and is in the middle of saying, you know, horrible things about Donald Trump. And then he gets to her. Listen, what happened. You guys ready for the election? There's a lot of important issues being talked about in this election cycle. And one of the biggest ones is student debt. In 2012, 71% of college students in America graduated with student loan debt. And the average amount of that debt was $26,000 per student. While the part-time reality TV show, while the part-time reality TV show star and full-time bigot Donald Trump thinks that praise failing to even talk about this issue. But unfortunately, Hillary doesn't really care about this issue either. The no. only thing she cares about is pleasing her donors. The people who really trust Hillary are Goldman Sachs. Citigroup can trust Hillary. Wow. Military industrial complex can trust Hillary. Her good friend Henry Kissinger can trust Hillary. <laughs> Let's get her up here. Hillary, come here. Now they walk out on stage and she is so trapped in the world of the elite that she has completely lost grip of what it's like to be an average person. She doesn't care. Voting for another lesser of two people, there's no point. This is a Hillary Clinton induction, wow. intro, introduction. And if you can't hear all that audio, he's saying, you know, Hillary is... She's in the pocket of Goldman Sachs and big business and big wow. banks. And she doesn't dare. Complex. I mean, he just goes after her. And the audience is a little uh, a little stunned on what the... <laughs> how did this guy get picked? This seems like an unusual introduction for yeah, Hillary. I, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure she's going to appreciate this one. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> let me bring her out. Hillary, get up here. Isn't that amazing? That took amazing. guts. Yeah. Did they pull him off and somebody yeah. else introduced? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they took him off. I love the guy. If you watch the video, the guy over the corner is like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> like, I better get up there. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think looking at the polls, you have, I, you know, if you have maybe 216 for Donald Trump electoral votes that are leaning his way, uh, about 272 to Hillary. That of They're course leaning her way. Leaning her way. 
And then um, these are strong liens. These are not fights. I mean, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're not like toss-ups. If we put the toss-ups in, there's about 69 toss-up electoral votes. But wait, she's already there with just the liens. Correct. So Donald Trump would have to win his states, plus the toss-up states, plus pick off one in our lean Democrat column. The one that is emerging as the, the real possibility is New Hampshire. It's not the one I thought he would win. Um, however, if he's able to do that, and he's able to take, uh, importantly, the second district in Maine, which is he had really good polling early on and that has fallen off recently. He's currently behind there, but it's still a toss-up. He needs to win all of that. And if he could pick off New Hampshire, that would get him there. Um, that would get him to, to uh, she, she's at 268 at that point. If he loses Utah, that changes. Yeah, so if, that, if, if he were to win New Hampshire He's not for this scenario, Utah. I don't think he is either at this point. Exactly. But if he were to lose Utah and win New Hampshire in this scenario, we'd have a, a, it would go to the House. That's where that, that scenario comes they in. Got, a couple of things happened in Utah to, to freak them out, and, and now they're going the other way. So. What, what freaked them out? I, one of the uh, Trump rallies. Uh, some people showed up that I think convinced everybody he's fine. <laughs> I remember the story. Who the hell showed up? Uh, let's people. Uh, some people, people that, uh, you influence. know, maybe respected. Uh, Mormon mafia? No, they're not. Yes. I mean, they're, they're Mormon, yes. yeah, but they're not. They're not they members of the church? I mean, big, big members. Big, they're, big they members. once held positions. They don't anymore. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people took that as, okay, that's an endorsement. And it isn't. Wow. It isn't. It's wow. people doing what the church encourages them to do, and that's get choose for yourself. The, choose for yourself. Get involved in the process. Mm-hmm. You know, well, go out and be active. And that's they what did. the mafia always tells you. I mean, they sure, choose. you have a choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sleep with the fishes or not? Yeah. It's your choice. I will say too. I mean, the best polling, uh, and for- I think that helped turn everything around. Yeah, I think too, and that may very well have. A lot of that's been written about quite uh, quite a bit. I think it could have been our kiss of death too. Because we said last week we liked him. As soon as we like somebody, they're yeah, dead. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is McMullen was doing well in Utah, particularly when Clinton was at her biggest points of her lead. I think, like, when people saw, oh, my gosh, Clinton's going to run away with this, and she was up eight points in the polls, uh, people were like, well, you know, Trump's not going to win anyway. I might as well vote for someone who's not a horrible human being. And now that it's getting close, now they want the horrible human being, apparently. But whatever. Like, now that it's close, I think they're thinking, oh, my vote... It's, it's too important. I can't waste it on a guy like McMullen who's not going to win. Right. The issue here is, again, if McMullen wins Utah, mm-hmm. it does absolutely nothing to Donald Trump's chances. Right. It, because it, it, only a state that would be a purple state that you might think about voting for Evan McMullen might be an issue. This is a state that's going to be won by either Evan McMullen or Donald Trump with all uh, rational possibilities. And then if it were to go to the House in that bizarre situation we just outlined, Donald Trump would win anyway. In almost every circumstance, barring some massive scandal or arrest. Okay, so um, I want to go through the toss-up states. North Carolina, Florida, uh, the 2nd District of Maine, Ohio, and Nevada. Those are must-win states. And I want to get the latest polling numbers uh, here in just a second. First, let me ask you, how'd you sleep last night? If you'd like a better night's sleep, get a Casper mattress and get the best sleep you've ever experienced. Our Casper mattress, um, we love. We absolutely love it. Uh, Tanya came home last night. Her neck was all screwed up. She had been gone for about four days. And when she walked in the door, she said, I cannot wait to get into bed and have a good night's sleep. It's our Casper mattress, invented with two high-tech foams that guarantee you sleep cool and comfortable with all the support you need. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. And your Casper mattress ships for free. 
So try one in your home for 100 nights, risk-free, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund everything. Go to Casper.com and use the promo code BECK at $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com, offer code BECK, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com, offer code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Stream the show live on iHeartRadio or listen later on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Mercury. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. All right. So we've already seen the latest poll numbers in North Carolina, and I would put North Carolina into the lean Republican out of the toss-up. I mean, if, that, if we can do that here. Yes, we sir. take North Carolina and say, he's gonna, let's give it right. to him. We've kept him on that side, yes. Florida. Florida, Florida, honestly, the early vote looks fairly good for Clinton. I've kind of always believed for some reason Trump was going to pull off Florida. He has a lot of connections down there. Um, you know, it's always it's always a razor sharp, uh, you know, sort of election. I don't know why, but I've been thinking he's going to win that one. The early vote, though, has really activated uh, Hispanics uh, on this particular case. And so, yeah, and that they, sounds they, like oh, it bodes well for Clinton. It does. Yeah, that's not, not Trump. But I mean, right. I think I, I'm still leaning that one. But you also the have the Cubans category. in Miami that should be fearful They're there for Republicans of, most yeah. of the time. Um, uh, so they flip. Yes, that would be this a time. Bad. That would be very, very bad. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. What are the poll numbers in Florida? Uh, are you giving it? Or just you don't have to quote it to me. Are you giving it to? I'm, I'm asking you to make a choice here. Yeah, I'm, and I've kind of leaned these things again. I would so not think, bet money on any of these states yeah, because that. they're very much legitimate toss-ups. Uh, but if I had, you know, gun to my head right now, I would probably think Florida. I would lean Florida. Why towards- you said you said North Carolina is because of all the. Uh, early voting looks so favorable. Why would you put Florida in, into his? You bastard! What are you doing? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just. What are you trying to pull? Does someone have a gun? Trying to pull on us? Have a gun? What are we trying? What are we? What are you seeing that you're not sharing with us? Yeah. Just your gut? Uh, yeah, you little yeah, liar. Yeah. Florida is. Uh, give me a Florida. The percentage of winning on, uh, on the election model is 51.3 percent Clinton, 48.7 percent Trump. It's pure toss-up. North Carolina, 50.5 percent Clinton. 49.5%. Okay. So she actually is ahead, ups. though, still, in both those states. In both of those, it's according yeah, to the polls and demographics. No, but there's three again, point. That's amazing. I also think of, you know, North Carolina is a... He has to have those It's really not a... This is not a toss-up state. North Carolina should not be a toss-up state. Right. It was not a toss-up state. Right. You know, Mitt Romney won it uh, comfortably. Yeah. Barack Obama won it against McCain, but that was a blowout election. Yeah. Um, you know, so this... I think, that, you know, coming back to who North Car- you know, Carolina really is, which is a red state even though it's really more purple lately. It's, I, yeah. I think they probably will go there. The early vote supports that. Florida is a real toss-up, as it always is. Um, you know, I'm thinking, I, I don't know, Trump has had a presence there for a long time. He's familiar to people. There's a lot of he retired New no Yorkers. Like that, it's like that Sonic commercial with the two obnoxious guys who are always yeah. in those Sonic commercials, and they're talking about the two different worlds. And he's naming worlds that don't exist. Earth yeah. 2, Schmerth, <laughs> Florida. Florida. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I mean, again, I'm purely guessing on these. You, they're, they're toss-ups. These are, they're in the toss-up column for a reason. It's impossible to know. But 
you know, just as a gut looking at all the information, I think that I think Ohio, I'm also leaning towards Trump. Trump, I think, is going to win Ohio, although so it's going to be close. Um, Nevada, the early vote looks bad for him. It's a yeah. state that, you know, that's the Democratic machine. And yeah, right. The Reed machine is there. Yep. Romney lost it by seven. And the early vote looks bad. So what if he loses Nevada but wins New Hampshire? Does that get him uh, there? No, it's not enough. It's not enough? He's gotta, yeah, he'd have to win Nevada. So too. he has to win Nevada and Maine and all the rest and pick off New Hampshire. Holy cow. Woo, it's hard. That's it's there. He can do tomorrow. it. Yeah, I mean, it can, maybe. but it is threading the needle at 80 miles an hour. Back in a second with what else is on your ballot. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I want to get back to some regular topics after this election. Like, Pat had an incident with his car where they told him, don't change the tire. He had a flat. Don't change the tire. Let, let us come and change the tire. It's too complex. Too complex. How much did it cost you? Because you didn't let them change it's the tire. It's going to be somewhere between 3000 and $3,500. $3,000 because he, let, he, he wanted to do it himself. Yeah, and it's oh. one of the few man things I can actually pull off. No, it's really... You know, I know how to change When did car. our cars become so complex? I had a car that you open up the hood and the engine was sealed. So you didn't even see the engine. It just had a plate over it. <laughs> and you open it up and you're like, what the hell is this? To be fair, and, now, yes. the car was able to have the tire changed by someone who read the directions properly and put the jack in the correct place. Right? Yes, so but he could still do it himself. But they are making cars so we but you can't have to touch put, them. You have anymore. to put the jack in exactly the right spot, otherwise you hear this noise. It <laughs> 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 sounded almost like a real like it actually happened. Yeah, it it, it can and, and actually did. That's what I hear and, uh, on that's what I hear on the show every oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, wait. Let's uh let's look at the things that are being decided on the down ticket that have nothing to do with um, Hillary uh, or uh, Donald Trump. Medical marijuana will be legal in the majority of states, most likely. Oh, that's coming. And the number of states with legalized recreational pot could double tomorrow. I think you got four that have recreational legal now, five on the ballot. I guarantee at least two of them pass. I haven't seen any of the statistics. And one of those is New Hampshire, so that should and look at one of help Hillary. One of them's California. Too. Yeah, one of them's Maine. Maine, New Hampshire, well, Maine, Maine, Maine and Massachusetts. Right, right. The others, California. Once California happens, Arizona. everybody's going to want to do it. Yeah, everybody's going. Well, once California does it, like textbooks, Texas and California. Once you get Texas and California, you're done. You're done. There is so much money in the recreational for California. They yeah. are just going crazy, and the only people that are really standing against it now, alcohol industry. Oh, <laughs> they don't want the competition. The same thing happens wow, with the casinos. Wow, they all alcohol. try to ban the sports betting online. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Yeah. Right. You guys are the ones standing right. up against this. Uh, Oregon may elect the uh, first openly bisexual governor. How would I know anything about that? Kate, Bre- <laughs> how would I know anything about that? I don't know what you're saying. Well, I don't know. I'm just, Nobody let's just move on. Kate, Kate Brown, 
Kate Brown, she was the Secretary of State. She assumed the role uh, after the other governor resigned in a corruption scandal. Um, she is now running. She is openly bi- uh, bisexual. So? Uh, no, she will be the first openly LB- LGBT uh, candidate or person ever elected uh, governor in American history. You can't choose love. It's a bit, uh, shut up. <laughs> um, you also may soon have the constitutional right to hunt and fish. Oh. Indiana, Wait. hunters in Indiana, they're voting whether to amend the state's constitution to establish a defined right to hunt and fish. Same in Montana. Same in Montana, Kansas, and any place else. I don't That's think so. It. That's interesting. That seems unnecessary. What am I yeah. missing? No, 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 because, because people are going out and they're having... Um, oh, this is a future. They're worried about staving off something that yeah, would... They're, okay. They're, they're, they're going out and saying, you, you can't... Okay. You don't have a right to hunt or you don't have a right to fish. You can't bring your own food home. And so then I have to buy it, and eventually I'll have to buy it from the government as part of Soylent Green. And this uh, is an interesting... Oh, that's... Okay. Yes. First of all, yes. But second of all, there's, this is a, an interesting approach that states have taken lately. And I don't think it's actually working. This idea that you preemptively go in and try to block an issue that's not necessarily bubbled up yet. So you try to get a constitutional amendment or something in your state to block something. And what it seems to be doing, and marriage is the most obvious example, is just bring the issue to the forefront more. So like with marriage, everyone, they came out and they passed the Defense of Marriage Act and all these constitutional bans in these cities Mm -hmm. or in these states. And it wound up seemingly moving the debate more into the mainstream and furthering it. I can't. And then it was overwhelmed. uh, I can't imagine, though, that we will move further down the road of you can't hunt or fish. I mean, that just seems... Well, we couldn't I mean, imagine that is, any of this stuff. But, but, but here, it, it's natural right to feed yourself. See, yeah. you, the, argument, the argument on uh, gay marriage was natural right to be with who I want to be with. Mm-hmm. So I have a natural right to be with this person. You can't stop me. This is a, I have a natural right to feed myself. Yes, you do, but you just can't feed yourself on that land. That's right. And well, Where can I go for free food? Kroger. Really not free, but Kroger, Kroger you got to go buy it somehow, or the See, government. Not, it's, again, I, will say, I think it's natural rights. I, first are, of all, you'll get animal rights people. Yeah. Green agenda. On this. And agenda secondly, 21. anti-Second Amendment people. I would not be surprised if it's a pushback against the theoretical efforts, and, and real efforts among some, to ban the hunting excuse, if I put that in air quotes. Uh, so they're saying all the time, yeah. although some, and you see this even from Republicans. Well, we have to be able to hunt. 15 to hunt. Right, exactly. So they'll say, and then the next step is to say, well, you can't hunt. I'm not surprised at all if they try to go after these things for multiple reasons. That's a good way to shut down the Second Amendment without actually going after A state government, for the first time, might institute a carbon tax. And if you think the Pacific Northwest has a hard time finding jobs now, just wait. Good luck. Good luck. Do it, Washington. Do it. See what happens. Um, So they got a carbon tax. It is Initiative uh, 732. Um, is David Barton on the phone with us? Yeah, he is. Or he's here. Come on in, David. Come on in. He's got a, he's got one about the death penalty too. Um, in where is it? Nebraska. Is it Nebraska. There's actually four of them. Yeah. There's four. Four of them. states voting death penalty. But the Nebraska is a big deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's confusing. Well, Oklahoma, Nebraska, California's got two on their ballot. Uh, they're a bunch, and they're kind of worded goofily, for sure. Uh, Oklahoma's is the clearest. Keeping the death penalty is going to happen. 
California's got one that kind of reduces it, and another keeps it. They've got California two options. California doesn't have a death penalty. They haven't executed anybody from since like the they've, 19th. They've, they've actually something. got two on the ballot in they've California, got two right? On the ballot, and um, one of the states, is, I think, is Missouri has two cigarette tax votes on the ballot. So you get your choice, one or the other, or reject them both of them. So th- there's 154 ballot initiatives, and some of them are completely contradictory. Like Cali- I'd say California, Maine, and Washington have the goofiest ballot initiatives. Have, have, have you covered the one on porn in California? Oh, yeah. is it the condom, condom. one? Yeah, yeah the, the moral thing to do oh, yeah. is to wear condoms when you do porn. The moral thing to do <laughs> is kind of oxymoronic. You know, but there, there's, there's some goofy it's ballot against moral porn? That's what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Exactly. That, moral porn. You heard right. You heard yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, tell me about, real quick, tell me about the Nebraska death penalty because there's something about repealing it. The way it's worded now is stopping somebody from being executed, right? And so repealing this actually means instituting it again. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I believe that's right, because they, that's the one they've got. I've got the list right here. Uh, that is the one they've got. And by the way, Kansas has death penalty on the ballot in a very unusual way. Uh, they've got six of their, five of their judges up for retention elections, and their judges overturn death penalty. Jury awards death penalty, and their judges just dump it. So the U.S. Supreme Court on seven occasions has dumped the, the Kansas judges. Now think of this. Seven times they've done this? Seven times the U.S. Supreme Court yeah. has dumped the judge. Seven times. And sometimes unanimously. Overturn- uh, unanimous. Seven times the Supreme Court has overturned the, the Kansas Supreme Court on this. Yeah. And so the people have had enough and said, look, we're just going to get these guys there, out. There's the guys. And there's two guys up in, Calif- uh, in Colorado on retention elections that also have to go. So are they kicking terrible. all of them out? Well, there's one good one on the Supreme Court. Caleb Stegall. Vote yes to retain. The others need to know. And the Court of Appeals, only two, Catherine Gardner and David Bruns. Bruns. That's right. Then everyone else is vote not to retain. And by the way, uh, Oklahoma's got a really important amendment up and getting rid of what's called the Blaine Amendment. 26 states have the Blaine Amendment. And the Blaine Amendment was a racist, bigot amendment that was added uh, by a Republican guy in 1876 that was anti-Catholic and said no money can go to any Catholic thing. Well, it says no money can go to religious schools. It's what they called Catholic schools. So now you can't do any faith-based programs. You can't do faith-based prison. You can't do faith-based anything. You can't have parochial schools in Oklahoma? Well, that's, uh, you, you can, but they can't be helped by the state. Okay. The government used to help all schools. Okay. And so when they put that amendment in there, 26 states have it, it was to, it was to say, oh, we'll help Christian schools, but not Catholic schools. And so they have a chance to vote that down. Nobody knows what the Blame Amendment is, but it keeps all the faith-based programs from being funded anywhere in those states. I had the, uh, the, the way the, the Nebraska thing works here. I've been pulling up. Uh, so a repeal vote on the Nebraska death penalty thing. A repeal vote reinstates the death penalty in the state. A retain vote upholds the ban on the death penalty. And here, so retain yeah. retain keeping the is ban. you're banning it. Uh, repeal is you're reinstating the death penalty. So if you are pro death penalty, you want to vote re, uh, repeal. If you vote to retain, so you're what's the, the good of reading the bill? On purpose? No, no. Here's what happened. They, they, it sure sounds like. Here's it. what happened. The legislature banned yeah. the death penalty, right? And the governor vetoed it, and then they overrode his veto, mm-hmm. so it's in place. So the governor got behind it and had this put on the ballot. It was his initiative that had it put on the ballot. So right now there is a ban in Nebraska on the death penalty. Well, if the people so are for flip. it. Yeah, but, how did the legislature? How did the legislature override a veto? I mean, that's yeah, a tough, override a veto. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, who's out of step they with made the it, They made the bill yeah. confusing. They made the yeah. wording confusing yeah. to mess with the election. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What I'm asking is they overrode a veto of uh, obviously some dirtbag getting um, the, you know, whatever, the electric chair or whatever they do. Um, so that's usually a pretty easy thing to win unless this dirtbag wasn't really guilty or there was some questionable stuff or the people just say, no, I, we don't want to execute people. Which who's out of step, the governor or the legislature? I would say the legislature is out of step with the ban, yeah, uh, because it's pretty strong across nearly all the states. For I, I think even California will retain the semblance of a death penalty. I mean that they just they both those in. You got to remember that the uh, Nebraska legislature is only one body; it's the only unicameral body out there, so it doesn't go through two bodies. It's the one unicameral we have, and they're all senators, no representatives in, in Nebraska. So they're not necessarily always in step with the people. You don't have two, two shots at it with two bodies. What is the most important ballot initiative you have seen? Is it the Kansas? The judges uh, in Kansas and in Colorado. Uh, the two judges in Colorado that have got to go are William, uh, William Hood and the other one is Michael Berger. Those guys look directly at the Kansas Constitution, the first four parts of the Bill of Rights, Everything comes to the people. You have inalienable rights. Your first inalienable rights, religious liberty, and those guys said not in our not in our tenure. And so they're the guy that put Jack Phillips said he was going to jail for not baking a cake for a homosexual wedding. So that was a jail offense, even though the the Colorado Constitution clearly says the first inalienable rights, the right of religious conscience, and that can't be infringed. Where do the people stand in that now? I would I used to would believe that the Mountain West just had. Mm-hmm. You know, just common sense. Montana, Montana. If you say Montana's got a ban on trapping in Montana, I mean that's that's always been part of the West. It's crazy what's going on in Montana now. But back to your point. So, so the, how is it going to go? Well, and in, in Montana, I would think they would vote that down, but they're phrasing it under animal rights, and that's such a goofy area up there. And so many outside people have moved into Montana, buying up hundred thousand acre sections of land. Oh. That it's it it could go anti-West. But traditional West, that would never have been an issue. You've also got Indiana and, and um, you've got Kansas up with right to hunt uh, amendments. But you look at everything overall, think judges is the big, biggest one. You've got about 120 million people to be voting on tax increases. And two years ago, 95% of all votes on tax increases raised the taxes. Unbelievable. Voters raised their own taxes. They tried to repeal death taxes. They all lost. It, it was just amazing. <sighs> More from David Was it worded? (laughs) Uh, Now this. Bank of America reported their largest institutional clients have now sold stocks for a record 21 consecutive weeks. That means the big institutions are saying, I want to get out of stocks. They've been doing it for half a year. Um, Yesterday, the stocks rebounded um, on the news that Comey said, hey, maybe we're not going to do anything with Hillary Clinton. Looks like she's clear again. Uh, Stocks went back up. Uh, gold fell. People felt a little more comfortable. We're going to see a, an interesting Wednesday, possibly, in the stock market and see what's what's happening. But this has nothing to do with the president. This has everything to do with what our system, our central banks and our banks have been doing now for 20 years. We're going to have to pay the price soon. Call Goldline today at 866-GOLDLINE and ask them about their price guarantee program Ask them about the uh, special uh, gold coin. Uh, They are called legal tender units. They're from the Perth Mint in Australia. 
They're the only individually sealed little teeny tenth of an ounce coins that come right from the mint that is easy to break up for trading, easy to keep in your wallet, um, easy to make sure your kids have one of these things to be able to get anywhere in case they get stuck, uh, in case of a dramatic um, breakdown. Call Goldline now. Great investment, but you have to do your own homework and figure it out on yourself. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. David Barton, you think that Donald Trump's going to win tomorrow? That's intuitive. That's based on inductive, not deductive. So what, tell, me, tell me what he wins. Where do you think he's going to pick up the states from Hillary? What should we be watching for tomorrow? Um, I, I think if you watch early states coming in, Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, those would be the first two. If those go well, then you start looking at Wisconsin and at Michigan. You look at Iowa. You look at other states that are all toss-ups. Well, depending on whose point of view. Well, in that uh, <laughs> McMullen wins them, you mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, just, just so you know, there are 31 presidential names on the official ballots. So 31 people running for president. There's 560 that have qualified to be write-ins. So wow. you got lots of choices. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. probably, I, I early voted, and there was 10 or 15 probably in Texas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's the, Const- the write-ins. Well, one of them is the Constitution Party of Texas and Idaho. Now, why those two states and really a weird. candidate from the Constitution? They, no, they hate each other. This is, oh, <laughs> oh, David, oh, they hate each other. So, David, um, now I've got about 20 seconds here. Do we come together on Wednesday? Yeah. I, I, no matter who wins. No, I, I, I think I think there will be a reuniting of factions that are right now split, but I don't think the nation comes together. I think that some of the split on the right will come together, but I don't think the nation comes together. Mm. How do we do? Well, we'll have to talk about that on another show because we have to start coming together. We're in deep trouble. Yep. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.